Hello, and welcome to the DC Beer Show. I am one of your hosts, Michael Stein, and joining me tonight, we have the lovely, wonderful Brandy and the intriguing, inquisitive Jordan. Jordan, what are you drinking this evening? Well, good evening, Stein. Uh, I, I, I appreciate that introduction. I'm actually having a uh, continually dr- double dry hopped true action. Uh, it's a nice collaboration IPA out of a uh, Trillium Brewing Company and Dogfish Head Brewing Company. Uh, really enjoying it. It's in, in the in the dark days of summer. Uh, it's just nice to have a, a good old IPA. But uh, but yeah, it, it's it's been really good to me. Uh, Brandy, what are you drinking? Well, Jordan, uh, road trip buddy. Um, I actually am so. Let, let me just shorten this answer. I'm not drinking beer right now. I wish that I was drinking the Grzynski or the uh, what was that? What was that beer called? Grzynski um, from Landmade. Um, but today we're recording this podcast for the Friday release on Tuesday, and today is National Rum Day. So my ass came home and made a dark and stormy. So I had a rum drink. Um, and I tend to not drink, I haven't been drinking as much lately. Um, but, uh, so I am not actively drinking a beer, but if I was drinking a beer with this beautiful, crisp, lovely day, I would be crushing some of the landmade beers that we had. Um, and by we, I mean, Jordan and, um, Adrian on our little road trip to Maryland this past, uh, weekend. It was so awesome huge, major, major, the biggest shout outs to Attaboy and Landmade. Gabe at Landmade made us feel so incredibly welcome. My faves were the smoked beer. It was like this golden blonde smoked beer. Mike Stein, you would have, you would have just wanted to have a like burial plot there. You'd have been like, this is the place. This is my place. And I'm okay here forever. Um, I just think they have space to build a cabin somewhere on the land. It's a big land. Um, and, uh, I had a dark Czech lager. That was, tr- um, the Ewing. That was, that was really good. Um, uh, but, uh, Jordan, what did you, uh, oh, well, Mike's time. What are you drinking? Forgot to ask you. I have black Viking Zinga beer. Zinga beer. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Mr. Sean Taylor and the good folks at Black Viking. Uh, and then on deck, I have Ornithology, the fooder fermented grisette. Yeah, we, uh, I, I was at Right Proper uh, last week. Uh, I bought this Ornette, you know, months ago, but I'm finally getting around to it. Um, and the sours at Right Proper were wonderfully on point, but I want some Grajitsky Pivo. And yes, if, if, <laughs> if there's room, maybe a, a burial plot at Landmade. So, uh, when you bury me, I reek of Beechwood's smoked wheat malt, uh, which is, which is very fitting. You know, I came into this world with fire and brimstone and we'll go out. Uh, the same way, but what else did you? So I want to know more about uh, Attaboy. You you guys had some sour beer at Attaboy, is that right? So not only did we have like some sour beer, so I, I'm I'm gonna like tee it up a, a, a bit. So my introduction to Attaboy is actually like the Guava No Guava, like one of their flagship beers. Uh, so I actually had that you know a while back. Uh, so when I went back this time, I wanted to try different things on the menu. So 
the Backyard King is a tasty pilsner that they have. So, you know, it, again, it being in summer, it's crispy boy season. You got to get your gotta get your pilsners in. Uh, so Backyard King is definitely a recommendation. Um, I did have like the Surefire IPA. That was actually one of the the better IPAs I've had from Maryland. And and I, and I won't say that lightly because uh, I'm, I'm probably more the the IPA one of the IPA guys on the on the uh, in in the mix. But um, all of those were phenomenal beers. But none of them, literally none of them, could keep up with the beers that I had at the Attaboy Barrel House. So. We started with like the Barbican, which was it was an excellent, phenomenal beer. Sour tart, a little funky. It, it was great. But the beer to, to rule them all from Attaboy's Barrel House was the Flamingo. Uh, and it was short in stock because everybody wanted a bottle or, or bottles of the, the Flamingo. So the Flamingo, it was great. Uh, pink, kind of like, it kind of gives you like the little, like the rosy, red, funky, you know, look and taver, uh, flavor and smell and everything else. But it was truly just one of like the best beers that I'd had, um, you know, th- this season of, of all the sours out there. So, like, Brandon, what do you think about the perfect. Flamingo? And honestly, I was I was probably annoying um, at the end because I was like, hey, <laughs> are you sure? Like, how do we get on a wait list? Can, like, DC beer in general be on a wait list for one bottle of this Flamingo? So, yeah, they were like, no, sorry, you're not special. And but that's fine. We're maybe I'm not special. Um, but um if you get a chance to go to Attaboy, A, the the folks behind the bar, um, in the OG spot, not necessarily the barrel room, but um they were everybody was all smiles and and so fun and like joking around with me, shooting the shit. Everybody was great. Um, we had a great time there. Um, but that flamingo, man, if, if you get a chance to visit Frederick, which is beautiful, um, check out the flamingo and if they have any bottles, hook, hook me up and I'll, I'll pay you back. Okay. Just like minor correction. Hook us up. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean me like DC beer me, but yes, us, we. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. And so we have a new brewer coming into the city. Uh, the newest brewery, which may open in September, last I heard. Brandy, you just talked to Lost October. Jet- oh, October. Okay. This fall. Pardon me. This September, fall. October. <laughs> this fall. Okay. In the fall. In the fall. It is Lost Generation Brewing Company. Yeah, I got to, I had a, well, A, I've met Ann and, and Jared before. They're the most lovely of people. Um, but I uh, actually got to ask them some questions along with Cody, their lead brewer. So check it out and, and get start getting super pumped for Lost Generation because I know I'm jazzed about it. Hi, DC Beer listeners. We have some very special guests on this episode, we have the owner and wifey and super awesome bestie, hopefully soon to be bestie, and show. We also have their uh, lead brewer, Cody Sanders, on of the soon-to-open Lost Generation. Welcome to the show, everybody, and I'm so jazzed that you're on. Yay! Thanks so much, Brandy. We're so happy to be here. So first, here's the tough question. Three stars just closed, as did a bunch of other restaurants. Atlas shut down Ivy City for the summer. Right proper Brooklyn's expanded hours were bust. DC Brow's founder just broke up. Like, how terrifying 
is it to open a brewery right now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't, I don't see it as that. So, I mean, like, and don't get me wrong. So, I mean, it's, it's always, it's, it's heartbreaking to see stalwarts, um, you know, have to have any kind of issues. Um, God, you know, I mean, I remember going to three stars when they were just first opening and I used to use their homebrew shop. I mean, hell, I mean, again, even when I was a uh, professional brewing, sometimes on the fly, if we were out of something, we would run over there and, and get something from their homebrew shop. But I mean, like, so it was, you know, it, that that's a shame. And, and you know, that that was that that's awful. But I mean, while, you know, there is that, you know, you look at other things. I mean, places like Aslan just continue to grow and expand and do so awesome. I mean, they're killing it. I mean, they're, you know, opening up in, in Pennsylvania now and they are opening up pizza kitchens and other things. So, I mean, like, you know, they're doing really well. And I mean, you, you see so many other places just, you know, thriving and doing well. And, and even during COVID, I was so happy to see that, you know, there was so much tumult with, um, you know, the restaurant industry and yet the beer industry did okay. Now, granted, I mean, no one did great during that period of time, unless you were selling, uh, you know, Kleenexes and uh, wipes. Exactly. But, but, Hand sanitizer. Yes. I know. Yeah. But I mean, as a general whole, I mean, it was kind of a plateau, which I mean, if you could make it through an entire economic shutdown with a plateau, then I mean, it clearly shows people love drinking beer, uh, even in and and it gets people through the best of times and the worst of times. And so I don't think that's going to change and that's not going away. So why, how really did you settle on the name Lost Generation? What what's behind that name? So Lost Generation um, is reference to the 1920s. Um, it's uh, the artists, sorry, from the 1920s. And essentially it's artists that were disillusioned with their current state of affairs. So they traveled abroad to learn. Um, and that's essentially kind of our story, what we did. Um, and so it spoke to us. Um, and it was also uh, a very, um, we thought a very cool period in time. So the general speakeasy theme is what we've um, adapted into our bar. And so that's kind of the general feel uh, of what you should expect in the tap room in the bar area. That was our inspiration. And I'm a huge, I'm a huge literary nerd and all that. So it was like, you know, I, 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 I love the authors from that period of time. And, you know, you know, it, it's, it was just kind of something that we really liked and, and, we thought a lot of that messaging from that period of time is, is fairly timeless. Um, and so our bar kind of represents the old and the new. So there will be a lot of elements of, you know, uh, old timey things, but then also a lot of new, uh, we call it kind of the jazz meets hip hop. Oh, well that just make my, made my heart explode because, you know, I, I'm all things vintage. So, um, well, let, let, let's talk about the beer. So Cody and Jared, what flagship beers uh, are you anticipating? Are you planning on being on tap upon your grand opening? This is this is a it's a multiple question, so bear with me. Um, and then when you look around the local scene, the beer scene, because each brewery kind of has their own thing m- most most of the time. What do you think is is not being represented, or, or you know what 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 do you think your niche is going to be beer wise? So, all right. So I guess as, as far as flagships go, that's not really our focus as much. Um, we, we have 
two kind of beers that you know might be on more often than not. We have a uh, a, a lighter and a darker lager that you know we'll we'll probably have on most times. But for the most part, we really want to allow change and rotation. So um, our focus is IPAs and lagers, um, and those are just kind of what's in all the hearts of the team. Um, well, except for Cody would love it if absolutely we made forward beers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed that. Cody wants what? Multi-beers. Oh, multi-beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I I, I thought you were about to say word smoky, and I was like, hey, Cody, what's up? I'm I'm okay with that as well. (laughs) Hey, boo, hey. Hey, boo, hey. that too. (laughs) But, I mean, I would say, you know, beer-wise, I don't want to say that there's any any niche missing from the D.C. area. I mean, it's, it's again, this this area has really blossomed in the past, you know, decade as far as the beer. Agreed. The the one thing that... we, we really think that we can provide or that we're hoping to provide, I guess I should say, is while we were out in California um, and kind of what really spurred the way that we opened this up was um, the tap room uh, focus. Uh, you know, we were drinking at places like, you know, Fieldwork, which was, you know, not too far away from us. And, you know, even like in other areas on the West Coast, I mean, you had places like Fremont and everything that were really, at first at least, tap room focused. And, you know, developing these really cool, great community drinking spaces and focusing on actually dealing with the customer, uh, you know, forward facing like uh, and and I missed that. I mean, at that time I was working at a gigantic production plant that was churning out, you know, 600,000 barrels a year. And I had never met the people drinking my beer like, you know, face to face as they were doing it if I didn't already know them. And so we really liked the idea of, you know, actually being there with the guest as they're enjoying your product. And that's something I think that the D.C. area, uh, the East Coast as a whole, or at least the Mideast, hasn't taken up as much as the West Coast has. And so we really want to bring that that taproom focused brewery. And that's something that we want to offer and provide. I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, I love that guests will expect to see i mean assuming you guys behind the bar you know around um and megan shout out to megan uh megan was having technical difficulties i I wish she could uh be on this interview with us because she is so um energetic and so warming and like she she's gonna she's gonna bring you in and i'm i'm really excited about it um do you each have a favorite style of beer that 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 you want on your menu frequently. Cody, I already <laughs> I called you out those. on this, so why don't you, uh, <laughs> That's well, why don't you go ahead and start it up? That's fair. Uh, yeah, so, well, uh, going back a little bit, as far as like what I like to see and that kind of thing is, yeah, I mean, the malty, I'm into like Dunkles and Tamave and anything that's got like that character, especially if it's, you know, lower ABV, more sessionable. And, and I kind of feel that way about the IPAs as well. As far as like a lower somewhat more sessionable style. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of hoping for that. So I would say my blanket answer is I will just say like a Dunkel and, you know, these more malty uh, or malt driven beers, especially, you know, like alt beer and such stuff like that. So that's, that's definitely my thing. And that's, the, that's going to be my, or part of my focus uh, as far as like my, you know, inputs and the, the slots that I, I end up, you know, sneaking in on them. So that's, that's going to be part of that for sure. Mine is hands down the German Pilsner. Um, I pray that it flies off the shelves. Um, and Jared makes a killer one. So I'm really, I'm hoping that um, it sells well enough for it to be a kind of a mainstay. But that's definitely my favorite. It's 
poppy, it's clean, it's got, you know, biscuity nuance. It's just complex, but clear, clean and crisp at the same time. I love it. I love IPAs. I mean, obviously, I mean, I got, I, when I, when I really wanted to hone my craft, I went to Lagunitas, who at that time was the best selling IPA in the country. So, um, you know, IPAs are my thing. Um, we'll have a mix of both hazy and, uh, it's something that we're calling American style or American IPA. Um, it's just kind of a little hybrid style that I do personally. Um, and then also, of course, I will have some classic West coast style. So that's, that's kind of where my heart is. But at the end of the day, I mean, uh, uh, honestly, like after the shift, I, I probably lean more towards Ann's answer and have something crispy <laughs> yeah. just because I'm hot and bothered. And I, yeah, I just need something. <laughs> something. Like but IPA is really what 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 gets me going. So I love that. I actually love all of those. So I'm 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 so excited about you guys opening. How many drafts uh, are you like? How many draft lines you're going to have? So how, if if I walk in to Lost Generation on a Thursday evening, how many beers do I get to taste? <laughs> so we have uh, 15 taps on. Wow. Cool. Um, our our model is hopefully to kind of be constantly rotating. So we may have like two or three staples, but the idea is, you know, you want to try something new every time you go to a bar. So. We want to offer something new every time you come to ours. Jordan wants to know um, if you are planning on doing, um, well, I know initially starting up, you you know, focusing on the tap room and always focusing on the tap room, but, you know, to-go beers. How are people outside of just walking into your brewery going to get your beer? Have you, do, do you know these answers yet? Or, you know, crowlers, growlers, four packs, all, all of the above. We actually, um, we, especially because, so our, our initial, uh, our initial looking at this business, um, we were actually ready to sign our lease um, in March of 2020. Um, and obviously March of 2020 the went the way south, it did. Right? And we looked at our landlords and we're like, hey, maybe, maybe we're gonna wait on this a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so, and, and then luckily like a year later they came back to us and we're like, hey, how are you feeling about it now? And we were like, yeah, you know what, let's let's do this. Um, but it, 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 one, Eddie- one lesson we learned from there that we changed our business plan with is that we added uh, a canning line and everything like that. We weren't necessarily gonna open up with that and then grow into it, but instead, no, we're, we're starting off with, we will have um, to-go four-packs, and we will be offering crawlers as well. So yeah. that which you can't get uh, in a four-pack, you could get in a crawler, uh, unless we're low on that particular beverage. But yeah, no, so that'll be the way. And we do have, at first, uh, we're not going to be doing expansive distribution, but we do have some... Um, friends in some places so we friends will and beer places yeah yeah <laughs> friends and beer places so we will be available in in in, in certain S- places certain yeah bars, like yeah, cer- yeah certain choice places that yeah at first at least that'll right. be the kind of the model and when when guests visit um i.e you know you being in the neighborhood so t- tell everybody where lost generation is going to be located um and you know, ex- explain a little bit about um, your neighborhood vibe and what guests should ex- expect when they visit. Yeah, so um, we are located in Eckington. I love Eckington. I've been working here since I, I've been working in Noma since I was uh, like in my twenties and fell in love with this area. So we're right off of the MBT Trail. We're about half, quarter point four miles north of the metro. 
Um, and we're right in between, um, on the, on the MBT trail, we're right in between, um, gosh, do drop in and, uh, I, I would oh. say, I would say Red Baron city state. Red we're, Baron city we're, we're, state. Almost, Sorry. <laughs> we're almost equidistant between the other two breweries. Yeah. But what we love about Eckington is that it's, it's a very neighborhood vibe. So we want to be that neighborhood bar essentially. So we, you know, we want to be community driven. We want to be taproom focused. And so. Yeah. And, and we, we live in the neighborhood as well. So I mean, we only live three blocks away from the brewery. So yeah, it's, it's not only the place where we, we plan to work, but I mean, it's the place where we live. So we are part of the community um, and, and we just want to, you know, see this community grow, which it has. I mean, like, honestly, like I remember this way back in the day um, and it was a very different place. And, and, you know, I mean, just when we were signing a lease, I mean, there were 10,000 units of apartment and condo spaces being built at that moment. Um, and they're almost all done. So, you know, there's hopefully a, a lot of new people that are going to be coming in and I hope to serve beers for every one of them. More people, more mouths to put beer into. I, I like that. <laughs> I just want to tell the listeners before we say goodbye that if you have not met Anne and Jared and Cody, because I was so lucky enough to have them at Beer Share uh, recently, um, I they are the most welcoming and nicest ear-to-ear grin people, and I cannot wait to drink at their brewery. And I know that once you meet them – and I'm assuming once you have their beers, you will want to be there pretty much every day that you physically can. So Anne and Jared and Cody, thank you so much for being on. Um, and uh, I can't wait to hang out with you guys again. Yeah, thank you. This was a lot of fun. Likewise. Yeah, this was awesome. And, and big love to Megan Lou who couldn't Shout make out it. to Megan. Oh, wait, when are you guys uh, projected to open? We are hoping right around the beginning of October, I believe. Oh, sweet. Perfect time for drinking beers. <laughs> you guys are awesome. And uh, cheers. 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 Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of things, a lot of exciting things to look forward to this fall, um, including like the Lost Generation uh, opening. So that, that's something I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, you know I'm going to be there. Randy, you have your eyes set on Megafest, right? If you haven't heard of Megafest, then you need to open your eyes and open your browser and buy tickets because Megafest is being hosted by Soulmaker. Uh, shout out to Elliot and all the Soulmaker folks. I, I, I love you, Elliot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, not only, you know, Soulmaker's anniversary We're celebrating with Elliot and Jahi, but Sankofa Urban Garden, Patuxent, Black Viking, Joyhound, Black Brew Movement. And then the DJs, Mateus, Brie Mafia, Mundo Mio, and then DJ Conscience. Like, I would absolutely be grooving and moving at this fest. Like, 1010 Butternut Street Northwest, right? This is this is the parks of Walter Reed. Like, this is going to be one that um, I feel like even if only, you know, uh, let's say only 100 people listen to our pod on Friday. And only a quarter of them, only 25 people show up. Those 25 people at 1010 Butternut Street will just absolutely have a dance party meltdown and will tell their kids and their kids' kids and their kids' kids will be like, there used to be this brewery yeah. in D.C. <laughs> and like, this is good. It's going to be some epic shit, you know? Like, yes. you just know it is. 
Um, yeah. So this is going to be one for the history book. So I'm yeah. really bummed that I'm going to be in South Carolina uh, for that. And then, you know, at, hopefully I'll get to Wheatland before uh, September because uh, I'm going to be also out of town for Wheatland's. But, but the Wheatland Spring Festival also sounds absolutely amazing. And I feel like when you do good things like Soul Mega, like Wheatland Spring, like like Landmade, it just excellence is the baseline, right? And any old weekend you show up there, you you are likely to have a great time. Or anytime you buy a can of Soul Mega's, you know, Worldwide Pale Ale or, or another one of their beers, you, you expect it to be excellent. So it's really exciting to see all of the local makers just raising the bar and just building on that that baseline of, of excellence. So come join. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, and then I'm going to be going to Snally, I assume. <laughs> yeah. But before Snally is what? We have Brew at the Zoo, Washington, D.C., a beer festival at the zoo. The Smithsonian, they put on a nice event. They do brew lights as well. But um, uh, Brew at the Zoo will actually be September 8th, be on a Thursday this year. So definitely look forward to that. Uh, and then a week and a half later... At, on the 17th and the 18th out at Wheatland Springs will be their fourth annual Oktoberfest. Um, so I'll definitely be at the Oktoberfest. Looking forward to some Marzins, looking forward to some really good beers out there. And it'll actually be my first time at Wheatland Springs, so it's, it's a lot to look forward to. So the fall will be really, really dope. And uh, I'm excited to check out all the beer and all the breweries uh, dropping dope stuff this this this, this fall. So oh, When I was at Attaboy, I met Phil, who runs a so every october he does a um beer and or cocktail pairing with a halloween scary movie for the entirety of october so check out flixology um on instagram it's like flixology what anyway phil is awesome but they wanted to go and visit another brewery and i was like go to wheatland spring and i i i I definitely got them jazzed about Wheatland Springs. So shout out to to Bonnie um, out at Wheatland Springs. Um, and guys, buy your tickets for, for the Oktoberfest because it's gorgeous. Just spend the whole day out there. Get get a hotel or something. Just go yeah. go go do Wheatland. It's it's great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Tickets are available now. They have designated driver tickets. So if you don't drink, you can still enjoy the farm and the good food. So yeah, definitely check that out. Have a good time, take pictures. Drink all the beer, eat all the food, have a good time. And uh, I look forward to hearing and seeing about it. All right, fam. Thank you for tuning in to the DC Beer Pod. If we don't see you in August or September, we'll see you in October. That's Nally Gaster. Gaster.